Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saints Little Knowing Podcast. Uh, we're doing it a little different, differently today, doing it over audio chat, because Noah is quarantined, unfortunately. Okay, it's not my fault, okay, guys? I didn't know she had it, all right? Uh, it, was a, it was a family member. Yeah, I didn't know she had it. And we were around her, and the next day she tested positive. So, like, okay, well, quarantine for the next two weeks. <laughs> so, we are now back to being on audio. And so, um, on virtually and so we're doing that and today we're going to talk about um the safety net i guess is what some people call it welfare state more how government is supporting the poor those who cannot afford things so this would kind of include like from healthcare to like food stamps to like employment programs to like stuff like that just talking about like do we think the government's doing a good job (laughs) haha um do we think it how should it change you know that kind of thing (laughs) <laughs> what's wrong zach you don't think the government's doing a good job <laughs> i think we can all agree that there are things that could be reformed in the government system <laughs> oh i'm sure there could be a few things um so the welfare state you, you speak of you spoke of food stamps um you're speaking of health care um you're speaking of like help, programs to help like single moms the homeless the disabled, uh, the yeah. disabled, the um, the uh, the uh, laid off, and all that, right? Yeah, I am talking about that. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, okay. So, so, no, um, you usually like to talk about healthcare. What what changes do you think we need to make in healthcare? Oh, oh boy, what changes don't we need to make to healthcare? Really? Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> and why do you and why do you think those changes? So, okay. Presently in America, we have a for-profit healthcare system, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So just think about this: for-profit health. Why should a person's health be for-profit? Like your well-being is is a profitable gain to another person on the basis of how we're how they want to take care of you. Like they could make money in a different wide variety of manners, and one of those could be potentially getting you back to working order and people would argue well if they're not going to help you get back then they won't get business and they'll just have to close but that's just the thing though you want to wait till people die before you want to stop giving somewhere business or do you want to maybe change things up and make it a for health health care system that is focused on getting you good health care no matter what and ensuring that you can afford that health care no matter what and ensuring that everyone around you can get that treatment no matter what because i've known people personally who they've um they they, they work jobs um they had they had decent jobs uh i think she might have been a stay at home i could be wrong about that i don't really remember but i do remember this um her husband worked a job, and they didn't. The job didn't really give them the best health care. Um, it didn't give them what they needed, and give them what they wanted, um, what they needed, I guess, or what they could have lived on, I guess. And they, and she had some health issues, and she went to the hospital, and there they couldn't afford what the hospital said that she needed to have done. And if she could have gotten what she needed, which was I can't remember exactly what the procedure was because it's been so many years now, but if she could have paid for the procedure she needed, she could still be with us today. But no, she couldn't afford that, and her insurance couldn't cover that, so therefore she had to die. And because of that, somebody lost their mom. 
And so in my mind, I think that's why our healthcare system is so flawed, because we have people dying that shouldn't have to be dying, and people getting injured that could get better and get something better. Um, I've heard people talk about the wait times um, that can come from us from a more socialized healthcare system where the government is more focused of the uh, insurer or something like that. And I would say that in those countries, um, they're considered some of the most healthiest countries and they are ranked higher than us in all the world for healthcare. Like the United States is ranked 33, I think is what it is, and all the healthcare around the world and everyone else is above us. I could be wrong about that ranking, but I know we are below and we are not the top number one, top 10 or something like that. So in my mind, that's why I think we need a large change to healthcare. Now, welfare as something I can discuss more about. Yeah, so that's interesting what you say about healthcare. I mean, I totally agree that I think that is one of the issues is, yeah, it does seem like if you have life-saving treatment and people can't afford it, that's really a bad deal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am interested, though. Like, I think the problem I always have is where do you run the balance there? Because I know in um, experience with the whole, like, for me as a disabled person with Medicaid and the government paying for mm -hmm like that i know that it can be really a pain sometimes to work with the government because they are just like oh this is not approved or nope we're only approved this thing that actually is not as good and actually doesn't make any sense so i feel like when the government is involved there also are some problems and that the government often could then feel like asked to set regulations and sometimes deny people the care they need because they're setting regulations well, too well, i think that's oh, i mean they set regulations in a way that normally tries to prevent people from taking, from abusing the system because we live in the current state in America where there is an ability for people to want or and they want to abuse the system. So yeah, you're right. There is a balance there in order to prevent people from abusing said systems and from doing said things. But the complications that I've seen a lot of people run in is really how paperwork gets filed and how things really get moved through towards offices that need to be gone to. If, don't get me wrong, I don't know much about what you're talking about and getting uh, errors or getting approved for something. Yeah, so I think that definitely I can see where you're coming from. I do think our healthcare system has problems that need to be fixed. And I, I honestly am kind of confused about how to handle our healthcare system because I see those problems like you do. And, like, I feel like maybe having the government be a little more involved would be helpful. But at the same time, I just don't see the government as being able to do it very efficiently. So I feel like we can maybe have a hybrid solution of reducing some of the for-profit stuff, but then also not having the government take over too much of it because the for-profit keeps it running more efficiently. So I mean, you kind of have to find that balance. Well, then the reason why it's not running efficiently is something within ourselves. I mean, because other nations are running just fine on a, like our our cousin or hat, as some people like to call it, Canada, can run just fine with that type of a system. They, they, they're doing just fine with it. And then our uh, ex-rulers, uh, uh, Britain, run with even more of a socialized system, and they run just fine with it. Like, I was just talking to a friend today about it who lives in Britain. He was saying how he broke his arm uh, at the end of last year, and uh, he had to pay nothing for it. Um, he just, not, no extra cost came out of his wallet, no bill was sent to him at his door. Uh, he just went to the hospital, they treated him, and they got the, he was able to get the bet as good as treatment as you get over here, but 10 times less the cost, and was able to walk out. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do hear stories like that. I also heard how I think during the whole, um, during kind of the height of the COVID thing, back in like April, they, um, the NHS, you know, it's their healthcare service, mm-hmm. asked for a ton of volunteers and like hundreds of thousands of people volunteered to help the NHS, you know, take care of people. And so it was like, they, there's a lot of civic engagement with that organization. People really have a good, a good relationship with it. So. I think one thing I've heard that has been one of the struggles of America is that we're a huge, we're so much bigger than Britain because they're mm-hmm. like, they're like 80 million. We're like 330. Oh. So and we're, we're like four times as big. So the amount of money, what were yeah, you going to say? Yeah. Yeah. The amount of money is where I was going to go with as well. So finish what you were saying. Then I'll... Yeah. I was going to say the amount of money just gets, ends up being really high. And so I think the cost of it has been something people have struggled to figure out how that would I work. I mean, just just because the cost is high, you have to look at the compare. Just our, due to our population being high, the amount of money that we have to do things with is also very high. I mean, you it's just we put that money towards a, a lot of things that if we were to just reduce that by a minuscule amount to the point where we would see no change in the said service, we could probably run healthcare 10 times better than Britain could ever imagine doing so. But we are just so along the lines of, we have to keep our budget so emphasized upon our defense that we can't change anything else. But we are one of the richest countries in the world, and I I think we have no excuse, therefore, to run a better healthcare system than someone else. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there that we do definitely need some major reforms in our healthcare system, and I would, I would like to see that. Um, unfortunately, I feel like that it's just been really hard to figure out the system that pleases enough people to make it work. I, I, I really, I, that that boggles my mind um, because if you want to see a great example of socialized healthcare in the United States, just look at our president. The treatment he just got—that was socialized care. I mean, the hospital he went to is paid, but paid to by us to the military, and the military runs that hospital. And so he got that treatment, and by socialized medicine, he was able to be back on his feet. What yesterday, back at a rally? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. I do think that's a little bit different of an example because it at is. some level top officials are going to be treated better than people in the military. It's not like military hospitals are bad, well, but we definitely had some problems with the VA that were not and, great. And at that point, I would say like, why like, I get that they get like, they could potentially get like more experimental and not so like more costly to be done treatments. But in mm-hmm. my mind, I also question why can't we all get that kind of treatment? Like why can't we all be treated the same way? And when we go into a hospital and get the, all the same treatment. Well, it's economies of scale and the idea that people are people. So at some level, True. people just are like, oh, I'm doing this job and I hate it. And I really could care less about the people who come through. So you can't prevent that from happening in a country of 330 million people. Well, okay, okay. So I get that's interesting. So wait, wait. Say that last part again, that like, people are people and they just don't care. That's what you said? Yeah, I'm just saying like at some level... You know that hospital they went to. Those are they're choosing really good people to work there because that's one of the you know that's the president's hospital. As opposed to you know you can't find the best people for everywhere, particularly because 
there is a shortage of doctors and nurses everywhere, so it's actually hard to make that work oh, yeah, there, across there, the country. I do agree with you. There's probably a shortage now with everything going on. Um, them just trying to manage people. Like I was reading, I just read a post today of a woman saying she worked, she's like, Coba is picking up over in her area of the day again, and she worked two shifts back to back and she was getting like blisters on her face from her mask and everything because the amount of patients she's getting are so high. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I think there was, there was already a shortage before COVID even started though. So, was that's there? one of the problems. Yeah, there was actually. Yeah, there's been like, there's been a shortage now for years actually. Hmm, I wonder why. That'd be some. That'd be something I don't know much about. I would be interested to look into. But then, you, but then you get you were wanting to speak about welfare as well, which kind of blends into this. But it's more not health, but economic helping of people. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you about talk about a little bit. They. I read this book called Poor No More, and it was a guy who has worked for like fifty years in. Uh, Helping, helping the poor as part of government programs um, through what he does. And he, he basically said that in his experience, what he's found is that often programs that try to get people who are poor jobs and get them the training they need to get jobs often will give them education first. So they'll tell them, here's all the things you, you know, you'll need to know, here's all the stuff, um, okay, now it's time to get a job. And he found that with the people he worked with, Often they would then give a bunch of excuses like, oh, I can't, you know, get any so anyone to care for my kids, you know, oh, I can't, you know, I can't find a way to get there. And so he started saying, well, what about if we did it the other, day, other way? What if we gave them jobs first and worked with companies to then say, give them on-the-job training and train these people? And they found that once they started working, at least a small, at least some of the people he worked with were motivated by work and were like, oh man, this is great, I love working, or I love the feeling of, you know, I'm making money, I'm, t I'm, you know, doing something for myself, and so they were more motivated then to find people to watch their kids, or to find ways to get to work, or kind of to make things work, and so he just found that that was really, he felt like they needed to change that, that mentality more, but he said part of the reason that was so hard is because um, a lot of social workers are like, nah, I don't really want to try that hard to really make these people succeed. So what he did is he started a company that has like has made a contract with several different states where basically what the states will do is they'll say, for every person that you place in a job you know, that stays there for at least six months, we will uh, give you a certain amount of money to your company. So then it was motivating the workers for his company to basically work with these people and motivate them to stay in their jobs for six months at least and by that time often they would keep on staying in their job because they'd gotten enough training to stay there and so he mm -hmm. was saying that he felt like that really helped so for me i just felt like that seemed like a solution that more government agencies should try to copy hmm that's interesting okay so that's that's an interesting way of going about ensuring that people so you're not talking about like the homeless in this instance you're just talking about the unemployed yeah, people who just are basically taking their benefits from the government and saying, I don't really feel like I have the skills to get employed, and I don't really feel motivated to get employed kind of thing. Okay, that's, that's, that's interesting because I know some people who have that, that, have that mindset right now if they just don't want to be employed. 
or they have issues with being employed. Um, like I've, yeah. heard, I've heard one of my friends say that he just has anxiety to get a job. And I, I've always, I don't, I don't understand. It. I've tried talking to him about it, but he still just doesn't want to talk about it. But he says he's got anxiety when it comes to getting a job. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I don't understand it because he's, he's been able to hold a job in the past just fine, but then he just can't, he just can't do it. He's just very anxious to get a job for some odd reason. It's not like he doesn't want to make money. It's just very weird. So that's that's an interesting idea. So you said that they do the tr- they don't do training first. No, no, they do training first, like on the job training, and have them. Yeah. Get the so job. rather rather than doing training before the job and then saying, okay, now you're all prepared, now you can go get this job. Instead, they're like, no, we we're going to go to a company and say, hey, are you willing to hire this person and train them on the job? And then they have a social worker who works for this this for profit like. Um, welfare company that this guy runs and basically that social worker then is kind of helping this person along every step of the way Hmm. with their job and helping them you know learn and helping them be motivated to do it Hmm. that's interesting because i don't know i really don't know like how well that's gone because if it's gone well and people there we saw increase in the states that they had contracts with to be able to do something like that and they saw an increase or decrease in people being unemployed, or they saw a decrease in people getting out, people sitting at home and not working and living off the government. If they saw that, then I would say that's a great thing that would work. But it's, it's a very interesting idea that has a potential to work. I mean, I don't, I don't see a flaw in it because it gives incentive for the business and incentive for the worker. I guess it would depend on what kind of jobs they're going for. If it's like fast food or if it's they're trying to get a more of a better job like a like a factory job or something like that i don't know i i have to see statistics from it to see how well it worked unless you know yeah well i know he claims that they were having better um these people were able to start at a lower paying job and then kind of work their way up the up kind of to management or whatever and so he was saying that he felt like that often people are like they train them and they're like, okay, now they're ready for like a really uh, much higher paying job. And he said, well, often companies are not going to want to hire somebody right away like that. So if you hire them first on the job and then they train and they work their way up, mm-hmm. then it actually, you know, they're more likely to get hired. Mm-hmm. And so he said the reason he doesn't feel like it's worked as much is because, or the, as much has been done is because of politics. Because he said often, you know, it's better to be able to just say, you know what, if you vote for me, I'm going to give you this amount of money from the government. And he said <laughs> he just feels like that's one of the problems that's made this such a hard system to make work is because even when it works, people are like, yeah, that works, but then I can't give money, to basically give money to the people who vote for me. And so I don't really like it. So unfortunately, he said he felt like politics has really kind of sabotaged it. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. Okay, I could see... How you could argue that the lack of desire to maybe change something could be doing that? Hmm, I could see that. I, I could definitely see how there's a lack on maybe the... I don't, I don't know. Um, because you see it on the right as well of them saying, well... Hmm. Yeah, really on both sides it kind of pops up. Right, it does. Because they were like, well, I'll give, you, I'll give you a stimulus check if you vote for me type ordeal. Right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Yeah. What were you going to say? Continue what you're saying. I had a thought that I was trying to remember all the way through. Yeah. Um, so, what I was going to say about it is that um, 
I just know that people talk about, okay, so have you ever heard, so I've heard people talk about that uh, social security is like the third rail of American politics. So have you heard that term third rail before? No, I have not. Okay, so I had not heard it either, but I guess third rail is like, you know, in the, in like the metro trains or like, you know, subway trains. The third rail is the electrified rail. So they're basically saying that if you try to reform healthcare or any of, or not healthcare, but well, healthcare too, kind of, and social security and any of these, people just freak out. It's really hard to get anything done. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's I don't know. I don't know if the people are freaking out or if it's the government freaking out because they can't dip into it anymore. Um, well, at some level, it's the it's the people because they keep on electing the same politicians who don't really want to change anything. <laughs> oh man, yes, yeah. What gets me? Is there a lack of desire to change the policies towards it and keep just dipping into it and taking money from it? That's what gets me about Social Security. Um, and there's not a change in how people can get it as well. And people are still allowed to get it who shouldn't get it and stuff like that. But your idea, your idea of people getting a job and then getting the training, I think, I think it's a valid one. Because we see it with college as well. I mean, people will come out of college expecting to go into a high-paying job like a manager or something, but then they'll be like, oh, I can't do that. And they'll have to work their way up in a company in order to get to that job eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a, you have to start the process. And he would say, the whole idea is once you kind of, yeah, so this is interesting when you're saying your friend who kind of is having anxiety about work even after working, because he would say, I mean, obviously, there are some people who are just going to have a hard time working or being motivated by work anyway. But he said he feels like sometimes just getting people to start working kind of gets you out of the cycle of being like, oh, I don't work and I really don't care. To where like, oh man, it kind of feels good to like actually be providing for myself. It, see, that's just it though. Because from I know from his experience that he doesn't, he, for some reason he doesn't feel that way. I don't know if it's because he's still having to be supported by his mother and he's living with her. And that's where that's where he's getting his needs supplied from, uh-huh. or if it's something else in his life. But he just a job to him doesn't necessarily make him feel like he's accomplishing something. It doesn't make him feel like he's doing something that's accomplishing something for some odd reason. And he's had some really nice jobs that I probably would have swept up. Literally, like one of his jobs was sweeping a broom, and he didn't like that job because it would just involve him sweeping a broom. And he didn't like the idea, he didn't care about the idea of him getting paid. He didn't like the job. Yeah, that's very interesting, because I was thinking that, I think that can be one of the struggles of jobs. And I think that's why, as Christians, we do have some motivation for work, just with the whole idea of that we're, you know, like Colossians 3.23, like the idea of working for God and not for other people. Mm-hmm. Being like, you know, whatever job we're doing, it really doesn't matter. You know, because we were working for God. Hmm. Working, I, I, is that, I, I don't know. I, I normally, when I go for motivation for work from the Bible, I tend to look at, I guess it is more motivating than just being told in Genesis, you are to plow the fields for the rest of your days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what we're made for, I guess. So you could take that from that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's what I see it as. That's what we're made for. So that it's more. I don't know if it's not. It's not an obligation to me, but it's still. It's a. If I want to live and make some type of money, 
then I have to <laughs> work. And I don't know if it's not just it's not just like I, don't, I was reading today um, a first-hand perspective from Russia of a guy living in poverty, and that mm -hmm. was very interesting because it was starkly not similar, but it sounded like America's poverty a bit, but not hmm. near as interesting much. Yeah, yeah. Like the only difference that I saw was his living conditions. And like how hmm. he couldn't afford to get a different house, like he like all okay. he, like all he could live in was a wood shack that his um, dad had built. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, and so it's just it's very interesting when you look at the two things, and you can see that there is a need for people being required to work in order to make something in life, in order to get somewhere yeah. in life. But hmm. I, I don't know. There's there's also a balance of that. People can't afford things at times. When when we are fo so focused on making profits and getting people to make money and getting 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 more money, that you get to the point of, well, some people can't afford to do certain things that they need in life. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, if there's one thing you want you touched on that I'm gonna go to now is the food stamps. Um, some people can't afford to get food, and that's because of their own mental illnesses. I would say, I expect the yeah. homeless is what I'm talking about specifically. I've touched on this mm -hmm. in the past with you guys in the past. I think I personally think that the large issue of homelessness in this country is um, drugs, it's alcohol, it's mental illnesses that they can't control and they can't get treated. And they can't have something dealt with because they either A, are atheists, or B, don't have enough money to see a psychiatrist. And mm -hmm. addiction, you do have to maybe see a psychiatrist for, some Christians would argue. And yeah, I mean, I know, what, I know what you mean by that. And I think yeah. that is, I think that is definitely a valid point. I think sometimes giving them the motivation to actually do that can be also really hard. But I agree that it would be a start to give them some opportunities for that to receive those services. So I was, I was looking at, um, I was looking at the NHS stuff, and one of the things that the NHS offers over in Britain is mm -hmm. a uh, maybe, maybe I looked at the wrong thing. Um, yeah, they offer psychologists in the, in the hmm. NHS. That, that's something that is very interesting to me. And I personally think that that would solve a good portion of things in the country. If we were to... Like, I've heard this mentioned in the past. It's very interesting. I don't know how it would be implemented. It would cost some... It maybe cost a little more our taxes, but that's what it would be um, to help get these people out of these mental illness positions that they are to give them the ability to see a psychologist or a, a or give them a whatever provider they have to they want to see either that being a pastor a psychologist or whatever or whatever but something have to be required of them to get their issue treated like if, they, if they're homeless they one thing that I would I would actually be for if they want food stamps they would have to be required by the state to see a psychologist in order to see, do they have a mental health issue? And that's preventing them from progressing and getting back into society? Or is there something else going on here? 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Unfortunately, I feel like one of the problems with that is are they going to be consistent enough with that? Because it's not like they can just go in and see a psychologist once and be like, all right, now you're all fixed now. It's like they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to take, you know, pills. They're going to have to have to take visits. So it's more can, will they stay motivated? Because I feel like you're always going to have some homeless, but yes, I agree. It seems like you could reduce that somewhat. I get what you're. I get what you're saying. It's a, a, a system of uh, checks and balances in order to ensure that the people are going and actually using the help that's being given to them. Because you could go there, listen to someone tell you what to do all day, and not do anything that they tell you, or go through right. any of the steps to prevent yourself from doing something like that. I, I get you, and I think that with that system I mentioned, there should be a way to check either sign-offs from the people, either. Um, some way of the person, the psychologist they're seeing, reporting in and saying, yep, this person was with me. They saw me on this day. Um, so feel free to give them food stamps or give them this many food stamps. You know? So I so I have a question for you with that because it does, as I'm thinking about it, I guess one issue I could see is what are you going to do if they refuse to visit and then they don't have any food and they're in the street? That's what I was going to say is just reduce, that's what I would say is like give them the bare minimum food stamps at that point. If they're not willing to help themselves, we can't do much beyond that. I mean, you get to a point where people don't want to help themselves. Yeah, that's and, what I was thinking. Yeah, as like I would say at that point, if like the psychologist reports in and says, "Yeah, they're not they're not visiting with me anymore. Um, they're not they're not doing they're not willing to come in and at least talk to me." And there should be a benefit to going to the psychologist and benefit to doing the things the psychologist tells you or the pastor tells you and then based on that idea saying okay well then i'm just going i don't know how many to say here but give them this many food stamps which is enough for them to get uh through a week of uh eating and then they can come back next week and they'll see what they do yeah but i I see, what, I see what you're saying there. I definitely think there is some... I think the important thing to remember in all this poverty stuff is, like, humans are humans. People are sinful. So, like, <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to work with sinful people at both ends, right? Like, where the idea mm-hmm. of, like, you know, we don't want people to starve. We want to try to provide for people. But at mm-hmm. the same time, often people who could provide for themselves are not, or who could get treatment mm-hmm. are not because of their wrong choices they're making their refusal to kind of you know help themselves so i think there's some element of where you have to have government programs to try to help and i think there's another element of just being generous to people and trying to help them where they're at personally and as a church kind of too right i, I get you uh yeah the, they have to yeah the person has to be uh, yeah the person has to be willing to help themselves i think and i i would like to see a system that would maybe push for them to do more of a change that would try to push for, towards them changing and try to get them towards a better people <laughs> entirely. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all we want is just for people to not be homeless anymore. People to not be so mentally incapable of doing things anymore and not to be turning towards crime or turning towards something <laughs> that would make them yeah. <laughs> like at risk, you know? Yeah, well, I agree. And I think that I think, I think we would all agree on that, but just we all have different ideas on how we want to fix that, how we want to approach right. that idea. <laughs> and I think that is definitely makes it makes it a difficulty because you're always going to have some poor and homeless. You you are going to have, but I definitely yeah. feel like there are better ways we could help them. 
And I think there's, you know, there is a biblical idea of we want to try to help people work and to, you know, use their skills that they have or gain skills because I was thinking of like First Thessalonians says, you know, he who does not work, you know, shall not eat. I mean, that's pretty harsh, but I think he's just saying like, you know, look, I'm not saying, he, obviously the Bible says all over the place, helping the poor mm-hmm. or whatever, but I think he's just saying, you know, try to give people motivation to work as well. Don't just be giving away people things to people who don't want to work and just want to be, you know, lazy kind of thing. I'd be so. curious to know what was going on in the Church of Thessalonica to know why he wrote that. Because there's a reason he he wrote that probably. And what was going on there, who knows what it could have been. Was it just a few lazy people in the commune who didn't want to work? Or what was it? I know, because it sounds like, I think right before that he talks about people being gossip gossips and busybodies so kind of the idea that people are just kind of hanging around all day and not <laughs> like kind of just like yeah not working <laughs> yeah and we don't want that so it's just i don't know i it's a very tricky thing to approach and personally i yep. think a lot of it is mental health issues in the country because we're seeing I, I, we've talked about it before here in the past like we've, we saw with, in recent history um, there has there has been a huge digress in um, going to church, keeping a Christian faith or any faith for that matter that would yeah. promote a healthy lifestyle and promote mm-hmm. doing something healthy. For, and that's just going to be a natural way the world goes. And so I think that's where, personally, I think that's what we've seen a lot of it is, is people are getting issues from that. And we have to find some way to work with that and try to get yep. it profitable way of living yep yep i agree so all right well that seems like a good ending point i think for us Mm -hmm. does that sound good to you yeah it sounds good to me um it's been 33 minutes so we could call it there um all right you know anything else great i don't think so thanks for joining us today on the saints little knowing podcast and we will see you next week